0: what's up everybody welcome to the father-son fantasy football podcast
1: my name is paul my name is justin and we're back today so a little story before we start this episode we did an episode with Derek brown uh d bro it was a great episode too it's a great episode but then uh we had audio issues so i couldn't release it so that sucks it was probably one of our best episodes it was
0: we like having Derek on the show
1: he's gonna come back on and do another episode of us law in the near future so we're just gonna go back and do the episode we just did with him it won't and be as
0: good as our first one with him but we'll no. try but yeah
1: we'll, we'll try to fill in his footsteps and whatnot so yeah you can follow me on twitter at justin fsff the podcast twitter's at father son ff and if you guys are new please subscribe we do about one or two episodes a week right now and hopefully may picking it up a little bit more in the near future Scott Fishbowl nine dead. We have our draft Monday. They're Recording us on a Saturday, so two days. We have a six pick. We're, we're excited the, about that. We're excited about that. PlayStation Classics to, and is the conference and we're in the division of Sly Cooper. I'm happy about that. It's my favorite game growing up, like I said. So yeah. got that little nostalgic feeling. And I don't know what we're gonna do with six pick. I'm leaning Travis Kelsey. I think with that tight end bonus with scoring. With the bonus
0: points, yeah, absolutely. We'll have to see. I, I, he might go fifth. He might not be there at sixth. We'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, well, if we'll he's see not there, there, then that's going to change it up. I'm yep. really aiming for him and hoping he's going to be there. But he can go number one overall. If we don't know who we're drafting. But people right. want to do different things. Mock drafts don't mean anything. So we'll keep you guys updated with that. You can follow. you probably stay updated with that. I'll probably post it on Twitters. So at FatherSonFF this is the podcast Twitter. So follow that. And, Yeah. We're excited about Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, my dad's excited, ready to do this. we got to make a video for Stompy coming soon. Yes, we do. Probably today or tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. And, yeah, let's without do further it. ado, let's just get into this episode, dude. not many guys are that exciting in the league and can do if you give them the ball they can take it to the house or just get those yards after a catch uh just you know get that big of a target hog in the offense like julio jones i know you're really high on the atlanta offense this year
0: i am i love the atlanta offense this year
1: yeah i like julio jones i love have had love for julio jones past few years ever since i really started fantasy football but this year I'm going to have you start first because you're really high name Atlanta offense. The offense
0: hasn't changed, changed at all, so I love the Atlanta offense this year. So, look, Julio Jones, when he's on the field, you're almost guaranteed a top five wide receiver no matter what. I mean, health has been an issue in the past, but Jones has played at least 14 games in five straight seasons. He's been a top ten wide receiver every season he's been in the league except for his rookie season. Uh, the year he needed surgery on his foot. Uh, there's word in Cam, too, now that he has some foot trouble. I hope it doesn't amount to anything. Because he is one of my top top wide receivers. Now a lot of people say he doesn't score touchdowns. He's always banged up. All I gotta say to you is wah 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 wah. All he does is rack up fantasy points. That's how guy this how good this guy is. Only Antonio Brown has more fantasy points than Jones. Jones has 31 touchdowns since 2014, ranks 13th among wide receivers, but he leads the position with almost 8,000 yards and ranks second with 524 receptions. The bottom line is. He's an elite. If you have him, he's an elite fantasy player. No wide receiver has racked up more yards in the past five seasons. The Falcons returned return the same key pieces on offense in 2019, like I just said. Um, the new off- offensive coordinator, who is a pass happy caller, Jones may be the first wide receiver off the board this year.
1: I don't think he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board. I think a lot of people are still going Hopkins. but he's... Hopkins, uh, Devontae Adams. You can take any any one of them, well, guys. Who would through. you better have, Devontae Adams or Julio Jones? It's a tough one for you. I and, know you and like
0: to. And that. Position, I mean, I love Julio Jones, but I'd probably take Adams there.
1: Adams, and would you go Hopkins or Julio? I'd probably take Julio over Hopkins. So Adams is probably your number one wide receiver. Is you're saying?
0: And yeah, my rank, my rankings I'm doing right now. Yes, he's not. He's the number one wide receiver. Number two,
1: Julio. Julio. Okay, so you're that high on Julio. I love Julio. This foot injury in camp does scare me, though. Yeah. And you mentioned no touchdowns thing. So he didn't have a touchdown till week nine of last season. But even with there, he had finishes without a touchdown. He had sixth wide receiver overall in week one. Week 4, he was the 8th wide receiver. And week 6, he was the 11th wide receiver. And so it doesn't even matter if he gets touchdowns. And then after that, after when he hit that week 9, when he got a touchdown, only two games rest of the year did he not have a touchdown. That was Mm. weeks 12 and weeks 13. He did not have a touchdown touchdown. Come playoff time, he was your number three wide receiver week 14, number eight wide receiver in week 15, and he kind of put up a dud against uh, Carolina week 16 with the 32nd wide receiver, but hopefully you didn't have to rely on Julio Jones. But he was number one in the league in targets last year, 170. Uh, you like to see a guy command that many targets. He was number one in hog rate, which was targets per snap. That That's really good, 21.2%. Target share 28.1%, sixth in the league. You like to see above a 25% for your alpha wide receiver, so that's good. And he didn't catch touchdowns, whatever, the first half of the season. It doesn't really matter. He was 12th in the league in red zone receptions with 10. He was 4th in the league in yards after the catch. He was number 2 in the league in air yards with 1,227. And he was number 1 in the league in receiving yards last year. He, he just ate it up all over the whole entire field. He had 10 red zone end zone targets, which is not the best, but again, the first half of the year you really didn't see that many. And 16th in contested catch rate. You like that number. And then his total target distance was number 1 in the league. He also had the 12th. Ranked target quality, so Matt Ryan's pretty throwing some good balls. And he's also number one in yards per route run. And that means each route he's running, he's going at least less three yards down the field. And that's that's better than most guys, obviously, because he's number one in the league. Over at the Quad Edge, you can go over there, use promo code FSFF to save today. And they have all these wide receiver cornerback tool matchups. They have an injury impactor, so you can see how much like a one player will impact the an injury. And Hugo Jones, just face zone 51% of the time. Had a 73% catch rate and 109 QBR. His most targeted route was the out route. He had a 75% catch rate, 107 QBR. This this dude just dominates all over the place. And you can put him in a post route. He had a 63% catch rate, 103 QBR. Uh, Curl route, 89% catch rate, 133 QBR. Just an absolute beast. And the upside is there this year, you think? I do. I mean, the volume's there. the,
0: The volume's there. I love the offense. I mean, he... Look for him to score more touchdowns this yeah, year.
1: But this foot injury is something to monitor. Uh, I bumped him down my rankings a little bit. I probably have him around four or five now, and not two or three. And anymore. what's
0: his name is gone too out of the backfield.
1: Um, Tevin Coleman's gone and yeah, San Francisco, so that
0: just opens up for more for for Jones, Ridley, and Sanu. I
1: think it opens up more for Ridley. So yep. you have Calvin Ridley in the same Get offense. Right and last rookie season, he showed yes. that he can catch touchdowns. Yes, can. That's for sure. Twenty-nine percent of his fantasy points came from touchdowns, and that's why i'm a little hesitant but i i mean he's kind of like a mike williams kind of guy he's just re- really reliant on touchdowns but i don't think it's going to have me avoid him this year he's currently going in the draft around the fifth round uh end of the fourth he's going ahead of cooper cup ahead of chris goblin ahead of Tyre lockett i'd probably bump him behind those guys just because of the high touchdown dependence but you can definitely see his targets get a bump this year and over at the college again slant route he has 67 percent catch rate 138 qbr 75% catch rate on curl route, 127 QBR. And then against zone, he didn't do that great. He faced it 42% of the time. He had a 64% catch rate and only a 96.6 QBR. But against man, he faced it about 8% less, so 33% of the time. He had a 74% catch rate and 154.8 QBR. So that's really, really good. But then again, he had most of his touchdowns come against man. And all these touchdowns he had last year, he was 76th in the league in red zone target share. So that doesn't add up to me. If you're gonna have that many touchdowns and be that low in the red zone like target percentage, I that's not consistent and it's a little concerning for me. And he's also 54th in the league in end zone target share with six targets and only seven red zone receptions last year. But he ate it up on the field. So what do you guys say about well, he, him? Really?
0: Well, he did. So so look, it's not too often we see a rookie a rookie wide receiver make an impact exactly. That's right away it's in fantasy football the way Ray ridley sure. did right especially when a stud wide receiver is on the other end of the field right so it's fantastic for him i mean he had 820 yards he scored 10 touchdowns finished around the 20th wide receiver I think he should offer a bit more consistency this year, and especially if something were to happen to Jones, he'd immediately be a yeah. top 15 play every week. That's why this foot
1: injury is something to monitor, because if it is like something serious eventually and it lingers for the rest of the season, which I don't think it will, hopefully he'll oh, hope be not. okay. But that's a factor, because Ridley can have those number one alpha wide receiver weeks when Julio Jones doesn't play, because there's a chance that Julio Jones can miss some time this year if it's already lingering right now. Yeah. Um, calvin Ridley was 28th in catch rate but 55th in true catch rate which is not good you don't see that but he was sixth in target separation so he's creating space at the time of each target and like i said the touchdowns really did propel production yeah we had derek on the show he said he hasn't ranked as a 20th wide receiver this year which i think is a fair ranking but like he's going as a 20th wide receiver so you're kind of paying up but the ceiling is there to have top 12 it is and i think 20 is a fair pricing so if he falls past 20th, I'm more interested, but I'd probably go Chris Godwin over Calvin Ridley right now. Just because I, I of the would volume. also.
0: Now, the other guy, on the, on the, uh, let's just talk about Sanu really quick. So I think he's an underrated wide receiver. He's not even
1: going in drafts right now.
0: He's probably not even going to finish as a top 20 wide receiver, no but way. he's a stable producer who is essentially free in drafts.
1: You, you, you can think? get him at
0: the end of your draft. or I mean, th- that whole offense is going to be good. Yeah. They're all going to get production.
1: They probably should have good production. And Calvin Ridley, it's, it's hard to – I mean, he's not a good offense. That's what he has going for him to get the touchdowns. So I don't expect touchdown total to even stay near it. So 10 touchdowns last year. I expect to probably go near four or five this year because that's a really big outlier. He's about 6.4 touchdowns over expectation last year. Yep. So we'll see what he does this year. Hopefully the volume increase can help him stabilize that touchdown uh, achievement he had last year. And hopefully he pays dividends for your investment in the fourth round. Like that's a little early for me. Now, Leonard Fournette it's another guy who I think is going a little too early for me. He's going in the third round right now, but he does possess a lot of upside. If healthy, everyone says this, if healthy. Well, if we say he that about top, every player. You could, especially I mean, Leonard Fournette. Right. If healthy, right. yes, he could be a top 10 running back. Sure. A top five even if healthy. The problem is this dude's never healthy. And it, it's just it's it's annoying because I want to see this guy healthy. And when I'm drafting in my drafts, I want guys who are going to – in the first four rounds who are consistent and I can rely on, not someone I have to worry about each week was going to be playing, right. who's going to be on the injury report almost every week. I had him last year. It was annoying. Yep. I saw him do good against the Giants week one, yep. and all of a sudden this dude pulls up with a hamstring right. injury and right. is out for so many games.
0: Best thing so, we did when we picked up that dynasty team was get rid of him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. That was good.
0: <laughs> it was good at the time.
1: Yeah, so he's the 15th running back off the board right now, 303. He's going behind Aaron Jones, which I think is a little uh, – he's going to hide Nick Chubb ahead of Marlon Mack. I'd rather have Marlon Mack than him. So what's your outlook on this guy? He reports are he looks a lot slimmer, and you see him doing footwork drills. But guess what? You're an NFL running back. I hope he can do footwork drills like that.
0: Look, uh, Jacksonville's offensive line last year had a lot of injuries, right? Um, Fournette missed half the season but was ineffective even when he was on the field. He only averaged 3.3 yards per carry, which is pretty low for for a, a running back who gets the volume he has, right? So, they got an upgrade of QB this year, Nick Foles. So, that should help Fournette as defenses will have to respect Foles. Um, you can get Fournette, I believe, somewhere around the start of the third round, which I think is a great value for a guy who should get, if he's healthy, should get 20 touches per week.
1: Yeah, he's uh, averaged 22 touches per game over the last two seasons. <laughs> and I think the thing we're saying is uh, we're missing, in effect, is it's always his foot that's injured, right? It's always Leonard mm-hmm. Fournette's ankle. Last season, it wasn't his ankle, though. Last season, it was a little soft tissue. It was a hamstring injury. Well, hamstring so, issues are so tough. A hamstring issue, it is. But ankle sprains what you got to worry about with him. And a hamstring injury made him miss two games last year and show up in an injury report three times. I I mean, it's tough because you can be tempted to take him. I wish the best for him. And best ball, though. If you want upside, I'm okay with they land for net. Best ball, you have to place first. You want to win that thing. But or
0: even in redraft. If you can get him somewhere, say he falls late he, third round. If he falls round. in
1: the fourth round, I'm taking oh, him, for yeah, him. I I mean, in the third round. in the third round, I can't take him in the though. third round. Um, eight games last year, 13 years before, he was mm-hmm. still ninth in red zone touches per game, 11th in weighted opportunities per game, and he had 3.2 targets per game. That's more than Philip Lindsey, and that's more than Aaron Jones. So this guy, people say he's not a pass-catching back. He is a pass-catching back. I expect around 30. If he plays a whole 16 games, I give him 30-plus receptions for the whole year, and it's tough. The Filippo, the new head coach over there in Jacksonville from Minnesota, mentioned he wants Fournette as the focal point of the offense. Well, I get that. I would too if I was a absolutely. Coach and I had if he can just stay healthy,
0: like I mean, he's one of the. We say that about a lot of guys, but definitely Fournette if he if he can stay healthy because he's always hurt.
1: Yeah, he's in the fourth and dominated rating, so he just uh, percentage of total team total yards and touchdowns generated in the offense. So he's a beast. He he is that offense basically. And now with Nick Foles there. Uh, maybe a little bit better passing, but it should help him out too. Should, yeah. So if you're, we don't want to talk about handcuffing that often, but in redraft leagues, are you going to be taking the backup to Fournette, whether that is Alfred Blue or the rookie at the temple, Raquel Armstead?
0: Yes, absolutely. Who would you take in that? I mean...
1: Right now, it's tough to say it's early, so if you have a draft the coming in later in August, then I guess you would be able to hopefully know who the backup is by then, and it could be Blue, it could be Armstead. Right now there's a lot of rookie hype going like around. Like Derek was saying, Blue... Yeah. Blue
0: could probably be the backup, but, but Armstead, you know, he, he's a big-bodied running back who who doesn't avoid t- contact. I mean, they, they drafted him at the start of the fifth round yeah, just so for the reason if, of, uh, if Fournette gets hurt, right? I mean, I think he's one handcuff you should grab.
1: Yeah, I mean, whoever the handcuff is, I think it's definitely to worth monitoring. Whether it's
0: Blue or Armstead.
1: Yeah, worth monitoring for sure, and I guess we have to wait and see. But, yeah, yeah. I'm not taking Fournette in the first three rounds. Fourth round, it depends who else is there. I'll uh, have to see, but I just don't want to run into that problem. He can be healthy. He was healthy last season and came into it, and then he got injured week one. What uh, if you go
0: wide receiver, wide receiver, and he's there?
1: No. I'd take Marlon Mack over him. I'd take Derrick Henry over him, and then we'll see Aaron Jones probably take over him too. And okay. then if he's still there and it's him or Devonta Freeman, that's when I start to decide. I have no problem with that. So him or Devonta Freeman, who do you want? I'm going for another over Devonta Freeman. I'm taking Freeman. Okay. Well, we'll have to debate that. we we'll are talking about the Freeman in an upcoming show. Now, this is basically the Injury Riddle podcast. Yeah, it is. So, Will Fuller is not the most healthy guy, but I want to talk about no. Kiki Kuti first. So, Kiki, slot guy, he came out of nowhere last year, and he uh second in the league in target separation last year behind Dante Pettis. So, he's creating this separation that you want to see. And it's weird, but in games against the Indianapolis Colts, he decided to just go beast mode. He had 22 catches against the Colts and 17 versus all other teams combined. He's going in 10th round right now. So that's a really good price. He was also 16th in the league in hog rate as targets per snap. But then again, Will Fuller wasn't in. So it's hard to see how that's going to factor. But when Will Fuller played, he had more points per game key. He had 11.65 compared to eight. He had two more receptions and he also had two more targets when Will Fuller played. This is because Will Fuller takes the top off the defense streaking down the field. And Kiki Kuti is the guy underneath who Deshaun Watson can use as a safety valve, whereas Hopkins given giving those targets. So I like Kiki Kuti this year, and I think he's an interesting player to draft because you have that upside that if Will Fuller does get hurt. But it's only two games without him, and you didn't see him do that great. But still, I think going into his second year, if Will Fuller were to go down, hopefully not because i like Will Fuller, then Kiki Kuti could succeed. But my strategy in drafts, like I was mentioning on our podcast whenever it didn't go up, was I want if I'm taking Will Fuller, I want Kiki Kuti. I want both these guys. I think it's a good idea to just stack them in drafts. It doesn't hurt you. I That's think it's just good idea. you. Yeah, and I'll explain why. But we got to say about Kiki.
0: Well, he, he he's another guy who only lasts six games due to a reoccurring hamstring issues, right? Yep. Um, so Cote is now healthy. He carries a good mid-round appeal alongside Deshaun Watson. If Will Fuller stays healthy, though, I think it's tough to see Cote come out of a breakout season. But you know, it's tough to predict predict that bearing a, a Fuller setback, but there's certainly wide, wide receiver three potential for the second-year man. Um, he's someone to highlight on your MVP boards. You think so? I think so, but then I think if you own him, you, you you might as well own Will Fuller too. So Fuller's coming back from an ACL tear. When Watson is at QB, Fuller averaged 4.1 receptions for 711 yards and 10 touchdowns. When Watson wasn't in there, because Watson gets hurt every now and then too, it goes down to 3.1 receptions for 38 for 387 yards and no touchdowns. So he has 10 touchdowns with Watson, none when Watson's out there. Oh, yeah, it's Tom Savage right? and whoever right.
1: else. So I, where I have Deshaun Watson throwing to me too, and so, hopefully he does stay healthy. So the
0: addition of Cote is probably going to eat into some of his target share, but Fuller has always been a big play threat no matter what. So w- who needs to get it done on limited targets? Um, I don't think that's going to change in 2019.
1: Yeah, so Will Fuller with Cote playing. It's four games compared to three. So with him, he had nine points per game, about 3.5 catches and 4.75 targets. Without Kuti, it's three games, but he had 23 points a game, six catches, one touchdown a game, and eight to nine targets a game. So Will Fuller, when he's on the field, is a threat to score a touchdown every single time he touches the ball. And he's currently going as 34th wide receiver, ended the seventh round, and I think it's a very fair price. His three most ran routes were the curl route, out route, and crossing route. And his curl route, he had an 87.5% catch rate, 102 QBR. Out route, 75% catch rate, 113 QBR. Crossing route, only 57% catch rate, but 141 QBR. And against zone, he had a 69% catch rate and 125 QBR. This guy has an 83rd percentile speed adjusted score. A third in yards per target and 23rd in target separation. I like Will Fuller as a weekly flex upside play. So if, as your wide receiver two, he's probably not the best option just because he's not the most consistent guy but with Deshaun Watson on the field he does do a lot better and you can see that correlation with Deshaun Watson so a lot of people are debating whether or not Deshaun Watson's a top five QB top three QB but in my rankings and I think it's going to stay his way for the rest of the offseason he is my QB one this year and I have him over Mahomes over Luck I have Luck right behind him and I have Mahomes third it's very close for me those top three obviously all good you can't oh, you go wrong you could
0: definitely finish at the number one spot definitely
1: and I'll tell you why. That's because of Will Fuller. Will Fuller, when he plays, is, it just helps him out. Get I mean, he's still dominant without Will Fuller. He has 23 points a game. But with Will Fuller, he has 30 points a game. And it's also another target to help open up space for Kuti. So if Kuti's also healthy, that's another guy to go under in the middle while Fuller spreads the top off. You see about two more pass attempts per game when Will Fuller plays and about a touchdown more a game, obviously, because Will Fuller scores touchdowns. Last season, he was eighth in red zone attempts, Deshaun Watson. He was 5th in the yard air yards, 10th in attempt distance. He's also 3rd in carries. So I like konami Code quarterbacks, people who are going to give you a little bit of a floor upgrade. So compared to a uh, Philip Rivers, I think that Deshaun Watson offers more of a floor because he can get you to start your rushing yards the game. Yep, I agree and with that. run the ball a little bit. He was also 2nd in red zone carries. So that's more important to me. I want quarterbacks who have a chance to get a rushing touchdown. He also was 5 rushing touchdowns last year. He was 4th in air yards per attempt and 4th in fantasy points per game, which was actually 2 points under expectation. So if you give him fuller for maybe a full healthy season, or maybe we'll say 12 healthy games, and you give him Kuti, then I think he's easily a uh, top 3 quarterback. Oh, it's only going to help him out if yeah. them
0: guys can stay healthy, absolutely. And
1: among the top 5 quarterbacks last year, only Deshaun Watson had over 60 rush attempts. So Mahomes had 60. Other than that, he was the only one who had over 60. He also has 5.5 yards per attempt for rushing. And they drafted offensive linemen both first and second rounds. They were last ranked in pass protection this year. I can see it being a little bit better. So hopefully they get into at least a 20 range, not like dead last. And people questioned his decision-making after his rookie year. He had eight interceptions on 204 attempts. And now, last year, on 505 attempts, he had nine total interceptions. So his passing efficiency went down deep because Will Ford really played. only played seven games. But now he's two years removed from the torn ACL. He's back healthy. Will Fuller should hopefully make a recovery by week four or five, and then you have Kiki Kuti going into his second year, hopefully cured of his hamstring injuries, and you upgrade the offensive line. I just I think it's wheels up here for my man Deshaun Watson. I think he can be the Q, he, I think he will be the QB one in fantasy this year.
0: Wow, he could. He could definitely will be. So I mean, you have to be impressed by what he did in 2018, especially after returning from a 2017 torn ACL. Yeah. Right, he played all 16 games. He threw for almost 4,200 yards. Um, he ranked as the QB5, I think, with the help from his uh, 550-some yards rushing and five touchdowns. So that definitely definitely helps. So, but, but with his immense rushing potential, Watson sets up nicely to again finish as a top-five fantasy passer. But he could definitely be the number one passer, no, no doubt about it.
1: Did you rather have him or Mahomes, given price? At the given price... So, uh, Mahomes is going in the third round. Watson's going in the sixth. That's an easy answer for me. I, got name,
0: I probably still would take Mahomes there.
1: Really? You, all right. So you, Even though
0: I, I, I think regret, regression is going to come Watson or Matt Ryan. Ryan? Matt Ryan. Wanna, Matt Ryan... Want to do a board? Not right. Why not, start dude? we to start soon. we got to start. I, I gotta, let July, me finish bro. my rankings first, and then we're going to No, do it doesn't
1: even matter. Rankings is all Matt zero.
0: Ryan could be my Jimmy
1: Graham this year. Oh, geez. I just so love that Atlanta offense. So, he's Atlanta not going to do well?
0: <laughs> no, it's not. It's not <laughs> gonna happen. That's a good one, but no, it's not gonna happen that way.
1: Come on, Deshaun Watson or Matt Ryan? I'll put it on the table. I don't see why you won't. You, uh, you put time? it on the table. Yeah, Give put it the on pen. the table. I got you a pen. Give Here me you the go. Pen. Write it down. Deshaun Watson or Matt Ryan this year? Fantasy points? I'll take Deshaun Watson all day.
0: That's that's our I first have, board bet, people.
1: Yeah, I have Matt Ryan top five too, but I have Deshaun Watson number one. So I'm happy about this. Hopefully winning. I didn't. I won a couple of them last year. I didn't win a lot, but. He definitely has um, va- a lot of value
0: there because of his running ability.
1: Yeah. And I want to talk about another guy who's going in the first That's round. That's our first board bet. That's our first board bet. So going a little bit after Julio is Dalvin Cook. He's going in the second round this year.
0: Let's just say when Derek was on, he loved Dalvin Cook.
1: Yeah, Derek loves Dalvin Cook. We all, everybody, I think if you follow Derek on Twitter, at D-Bro, FFB, then you just know he loves Dalvin Cook, and rightfully so. The coaches in Minnesota also love Dalvin Cook. They have 72% snap share in 2018, and in 13 games that Cook has finished his career, he has handled over 73% of the snaps. So if you give him an opportunity share of about 65%, that's a workhorse back in the league, and he could be a featured back. And he has an opportunity to catch over 50 passes this year because he, he gets those receptions. He was 12th in PPR points per game, and... He was second in juke rate last year, eighth in evaded tackles in only 11 games. There's so, many up, so much upside here because the one problem they had was their offensive line. And in the draft, they, they literally went and got offensive line. He has top five upside. He's right at the fringe of my top five running back rankings. I have him ahead of Melvin Gordon. Wow. Yeah, it's a little bold, but hey, I'm okay with it. Wow. And I think in the second round, yeah, the injuries are a little bit of a concern. I know I like safety, but I just I think the usage he's going to get and the fact that when he did come back last season, he was safe and he catches 350. If you give this guy like 350 total touches, I think you win the league because he's he hasn't really seen that much work before. And if you give him that much work, then hey. I- I'm, I'm wheels up. He also ended the season healthy last year, which is huge, before tearing his ACL his rookie year, which sucks, and that's what happened. And last season was a little hamstring, so.
0: This is definitely the injury podcast.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, Will Fuller, we got Dalvin Cook, and then we got another guy we're going to talk about in a minute.
0: There, there's risk with with drafted him, right? But there's plenty of upside, too. I mean, the guy's had three, I think, three so- shoulder injuries yeah. in the past, so. While his first two NFL seasons have been marred by a torn ACL and hamstring issues, Yeah, hamstring
1: last year in week two, yeah. and then he missed four games. So he was fine after that, though he played. But
0: yeah, right, Cook when he when he's healthy, he has flashed big time ability on the field, right? He's he averaged 4.7 yards per carry and caught 51 balls, like you said. So now he's set to be the focal point of a run favorite offense under the new offensive coordinator and offensive advisor Gary Kubiak. Yep. So Cook Cook is one of the bigger injury risk at the top of the fantasy draft but he's a good bet for rb1 production when he's healthy so there's definitely a risk reward right there
1: the risk reward is there in the second round i think if you start the draft going Devontae adams and then dalvin cook i like that start and in the second round it's gonna be hard if you have mid-second round pick and he's still there it's gonna be hard to pass up on him even given the uh slight injury risk like i said hamstring injuries not as worried about lingering on to the next season he finished the season healthy uh would you rather have dalvin cook or ty gurley
0: Oh, Dalvin Cook.
1: Dalvin Cook or... I'm
0: staying away from Todd Gurley, I think, this year. That could, that could be a trick, too. He still might be the focal point of that offense. He might be a great value for someone who takes him later on.
1: Yeah, I'm not willing to take that risk.
0: No, but I'm just saying, look, he could be. They, they could be just tricking you, saying, oh, he's not going to be the, the workhorse. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Dalvin Cook or Le'Veon Bell?
0: I'm probably going to take Le'Veon Bell there.
1: Ooh. I, I, go, I go with Dalvin Cook had a Lillian Bell. Better offense, and they're going to yep, score points, and better, Kirk yep. Cousins they improves at all this year yeah, from his efficiency-wise, then you're going to see an improvement from Dalvin Cook just naturally, and that offensive line, like I said, got better, so I'm excited to see what Dalvin Cook can do this year. Yes, we are. And then, like you said, this is the Injury Riddle Podcast, so yeah, the last guy I want to talk about today is Sammy Watkins. This guy, I mean, He's, it's tough, because he does get injured a lot, but now you have the upside of Tyreek Hill getting suspended.
0: We don't know. They're saying four games. It could be eight. No one knows really what's going on there.
1: Yeah, I don't think I am taking. If it is eight, Watkins
0: Watkins could be a uh, big steal. Yeah, but he's also moving up the draft boards. I think with Tyreek Hill getting.
1: Yeah, he's not knowing about what's about 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 the third different team in three different seasons. uh, Last year he went to the Kansas City, so this is his second year in this offense. Uh, Injuries limited him last year to ten games, and he's thirteenth among wide receivers in catch rate. So. I don't know. Right now, he's going at the uh, six oh two, and drafts as a twenty six wide receiver off the board. So depending on the Tyreek Hill suspension, yeah. I think he can shoot up to the fourth round. And I don't want to spend that price on a guy who's only a wide receiver twenty four when he was healthy with Tyreek Hill in the lineup. And a guy that I'm going to be paying a premium for just to perform really well in the first half of the season. Right. So, having him on your team, yeah, it could help you become like maybe the second or first ranked team in your league for the first five, however long Tyreek Hill suspended. You can be a top half of the league. But what happens when Tyreek Hill comes back? You see his target share go down. And Watkins is tough. He had 23 yards per target last year. He was third in target separation. And I, I don't know. I I just rather have guys that are going to perform better in the second half of the season than they will in the first just because I know I'm going to make the playoffs in every single game playing. Really? Yeah, I'll put a bet on that. Wow, that's not?
0: another bold statement for me. No,
1: you. it's not. It's just Did factual. you make them all
0: last year? Yes. What about against me? I beat you. Whoa, in, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You are 0-5. I, I beat you in the rankings. You are. I don't care about rankings. Head-to-head, you head, you're 0 5 head Head-to-head, I was 0-5. Head-to-head, you're 0-5. All right, well. All right, enough of that. <laughs> we always go back to that uh, until you, you, you do better go well that. i have to because that's that's the truth all right okay Well it's curl out <laughs> so so look at Watkins has is, is, uh missed 18 games over the past four seasons i mean do you take him with tyreek hill being gone if i mean like you say you rather have somebody at the second half of the year than the first half of the year um he's probably worth targeting in a fourth or fifth round um and he could be, you know, the first eight weeks or however long he's gone, he's a weekly fantasy starter with, with wide receiver one upside. Outside
1: probably. the top 60 in target share last year at 15.7%. Outside the top 50 in hog rate targets per snap and outside top 70 in total targets, yes, he was injured, but I, I just I don't want a piece of him. I loved Sandy Watkins last year, and me and Derek both loved Zane Watkins, and I just i am not buying it this year. I'm not a fan of him this year. And I know his draft price is gonna increase because of the Tyreek Hill situation, but I'm avoiding Sammy Watkins in drafts this year. I think there's better options you can take given his price. Like I'll play a quick this or that game with you. Alright. So guys are yep. going around Sammy Watkins right now before the Tyree Kill announcement. Okay. Sammy Watkins or Tyler Boyd? Oh, Tyler Boyd. Sammy Watkins or Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis. Sammy Watkins or Robbie Anderson. It's a round separation, but I'm probably care. taking Watkins there. I'll go Anderson. Sammy Watkins or Christian Kirk?
0: Christian Kirk. I love Christian Kirk. We
1: love Christian Kirk. love Christian Kirk. Sammy Watkins or DJ Moore? DJ Moore's going one ahead of him.
0: I'd rather have Samuels there, I think, so I'll probably take Watkins there.
1: But say Samuels, you can get Samuels later on. So in here, on your picks on Uh, the board, DJ Moore or Sammy Watkins? Choice is easier for me. I'm going DJ Moore. I'm going to go Watkins. All right. Watkins or Mike Williams? Oh, Mike Williams. You love Mike Williams? I like Mike Williams. We're going to hear about that when we have Jesse come on the show this week. I like Mike Williams. And last one, Sammy Watkins or Jarvis Landry? Jarvis Landry's going about a couple picks ahead of him. (sighs) That's tough because I they're both number Watkins. twos. As that's, I'm just going to say avoid both. That's, that's my answer All right there. Right there. That's a good answer. Yeah, so Scott Fishbowl 9 coming up. That's going to do it for today's oh, podcast. I can't wait till Stay Monday. tuned on Twitter. We may, when we do, we'll have a jersey giveaway very soon. I'm about to post it on Twitter. I'm not going to say what player it is yet, but it's just stay updated on Twitter, at FatherSonFF. in Listener League, we're going to change the way you enter because we're going to do five-star reviews on how to enter to the jersey giveaway. And... So for Listener League, if you go to fantasycares.net, make a $5 donation. So it all goes to charity. Screenshot that donation and DM it to us on Twitter at fathersonff to get entered into Listener Leagues. We can do multiple ones depending on how many people do this. But that's how you're going to enter the Listener League. And, yeah, stay tuned. Twitter's at fathersonff. My Twitter's at justinfsff. And then over at the Edge, use promo code FSFF to save today. And you guys won't regret it because they're adding all these new tools and stuff. You're eventually going to see what side of the defensive line is more vulnerable to help you with DFS picks and what side of the offensive line is more effective for offenses. So if you want to play Dalvin Cook in fantasy, say, against the Packers, and the say the Vikings like running to the right side a lot, and then the Packers' weak spot is on the right side, and that's how you know how to fire out Dalvin Cook and get to see those exact metrics coming soon over at thequietedge.com. And, yeah, Scott Fishbowl 9 will be updating you guys with the draft the next time we come up. Can't wait. So, yeah.